welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one new page of Talmud every day. Did you catch that theme music? If you listen to the show regularly, you know that new theme music can only mean one thing, a brand new tractate, a brand new Masechet of the Talmud, introducing a whole new set of concerns and issues and thoughts to discuss. This one is different. It's Masechet Shkalim. And I have one pressing question for our guest today. Rabbi David Beshevkin, this one strikes me as a little bit different, right? This is absolutely a different Masechta. And for those accountants out there preparing for busy season, this is the tractate for you. And specifically now, as we approach tax season, you're in for quite a treat. For those non-accountants who will be learning Shekalim, uh, there is something quite different about this, and that is this is the one tractate in the entire Dafyomi cycle that is not from the Babylonian Talmud. It is from the Jerusalem Talmud. I think many of our listeners may not even be aware that there's not one Talmud, but two. Tell us a little bit about the Yerushalmi. Yeah, what's going on here? Why do we have two Talmuds? So in general, there are two Talmuds. There's the Babylonian Talmud and there's the Jerusalem Talmud. They were edited in different ways. The Jerusalem Talmud was edited first and the Babylonian Talmud was edited over a much longer period of time. And it was kind of like much deeper in the exile, which is why it became the Talmud that was embraced by the Jewish people. The Babylonian Talmud has more of an exilic character. It feels more chaotic in a sense. And the edits were done for centuries longer than the Jerusalem Talmud. But for the Tractate of Shkullim, for a host of different reasons, was not embraced. And we'll come to other tractates eventually that were not embraced in the old yeshivos, the old study centers of Babylonia. And therefore, since we don't have a Babylonian Talmud on Shikalim, this is the tractate that we actually turn to the Jerusalem Talmud which is kind of an earlier, and the editing was cut off a little bit sooner, and it's it's a little stuffier. It kind of feels like you're listening to AM radio rather than the smooth jazz melodies of FM Babylonian Talmud. Right, it has a totally different cadence. I'm, I'm not imagining this. It sounds like you're walking into a much more sort of formal conversation than the sort of free-flowing, brilliant chatter of the rabbis in the Babylonian Talmud. Yeah, and, and that's something very deliberate. What you're missing, in fact, is those extra centuries of editing that the Babylonian Talmud went through. That's the anonymous voice that you hear in the Talmud that sets up and creates conversation between different generations. If you pay close attention to the Talmud, very often the Talmud interjects and says, well, what about this opinion and how does this opinion square with that opinion? There is an anonymous voice that threads throughout the Babylonian Talmud that you find in the Jerusalem Talmud, but it's not as clearly edited and honed in. So that familiar voice that takes us through the contrasts and the contradictions and the back and forth that's missing to an extent in the Jerusalem Talmud. And thank God, if you miss it too much, this happens to be a pretty short tractate. You don't have to panic. We'll be back soon. And this this tractate also has incredible themes and ideas within. So after this ringing endorsement of an introduction that you and I both delivered, tell us what it is that we're actually going to read about for the next month or so in Tractate Shkali. 
So Tractate Shkalem is really phenomenal because the shekel was the coin that they used. They announced at the beginning of the Hebrew month of Adar that all Jews had to contribute one half of these Shkalem. It may have changed over different periods of history, but it was a poll tax. Every Jew had to contribute the same exact amount. And if you've ever walked into a synagogue and been somewhat intimidated or into a JCC in a federation, and they have that big wall of names and they have the person whose name is on the building and the benefactor circle and the supporters, and they have all these euphemisms for the levels of donation, Tractate Shkullim is a very different model. It's not about whose name is on the building. It's not about who funded the library or this wing of the federation or the center. What Tractate Shkullam was imagining was a Jewish communal project where everybody, rich or poor, contributes the exact same amount. And that is at the heart of the Tractate. And the reason why it was so important because what they did with this money is they bought the communal sacrifices for the entire next year. And the way that communal sacrifices and what communal sacrifices represent is that transcendent body of the Jewish people that we are all a part of. And it was very important in the eyes of the Talmud that everybody's contribution to perpetuating the communal sacrifices of that communal body of the Jewish people, that contribution has to be equal. So even if you're a big, can I use the word macher or a big fancy big shot in your community and you say, you know what, I'm gonna sponsor all of the sacrifices for the entire year, the answer would be absolutely not. You have to sponsor exactly the amount that we ask, the same as your neighbor, the same as the person a town over, and it allows for this equality of participation, a project. What I imagine is imagine every American or every citizen of every nation each contributed a dollar or a half dollar to erect a monument or to commemorate something. Imagine how powerful and how much of a cohesive experience that we all contribute in this together and equally. And that's what Shkullam is trying to cultivate within the Jewish people, a sense of belonging and equality of participation. And so we will be covering everything from reimagining Jewish philanthropy to cryptocurrency, which I'll kind of argue the Talmud sort of envisioned way before it became a reality. Rabbi David Vashevkin, I could ask for no better friend and teacher on this journey than you, my friend. And thank you so much for being our guest today. I am so excited to enter Tractate Shkullam along with you and our listeners. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi 
or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.